Amen. Good job teaching this morning, Deaconette. Amen. Thank and praise God for her. Thank and praise God for all the saints this morning, the first Sunday. Amen. Of the new year. Amen. So we are blessed to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's a blessing that we woke up this morning to be able to come to the house of the Lord, to hear his word, to worship and praise him. Hallelujah. To be in fellowship with the saints. Amen. So a good topic for this morning, we're dealing with intercession. Amen. And we should charge ourselves this upcoming year to get more involved in prayer ministry. Because it is a ministry. Amen. Uh, we need to take prayer petition seriously. Intercession involves prayer. And we know the Bible says that whatever we ask in prayer, believing we shall receive. Amen. Uh, God tells us that men ought to what? Always pray and not faint. That means that we shouldn't give up praying just because things don't work out the, thing, the way we thought they should have. And a lot of times we get discouraged in prayer and our persistence because God doesn't answer the way we thought he should. <laughs> but we have to realize you're not in control. <laughs> God is in full control. And it's up to him how he decides to answer our prayers. Amen. So the Lord is our helper. He will not turn away from the prayers of the righteous. The Bible constantly encourages the saints of God to pray. The prayer of the upright is God's delight. That means he loves to hear when the people of God pray. Oh, it's something about when you pray, but he can't stand when sinners pray. Huh? Oh, folks that just, you know, refuse to come out of sin. Huh? But they want to offer up a prayer. Huh? When the Bible said, I don't even hear them. I hear you. Oh, my God. And we don't even take full advantage of the beauty and the opportunity to be able to commune with God in the secret of prayer. Oh, my God. Uh, when you realize that your prayer has weight with God, uh, uh, we should be more and more encouraged to call on the name of the Lord in prayer. Because he promised that he will show us great and mighty things. Uh, oh my God. Uh, Sister Marsha brought out some beautiful points in the word of God. Of patriarchs of old. And the prophets and the apostles. Uh, oh when they used the weapon of prayer. Oh it seemed like it turned some stuff up. And turned things around. Uh, and it helped them overcome some mighty battles. Uh, helped them subdue kingdoms. Uh, Oh, my God, it changed the attitude of a nation. Oh, when they commune with God in prayer, I'm here to tell you, saints, prayer actually changes things. No, it don't change God, but it changes us. It changes us. Well, that's what it's designed to do. 
So intercession is also petition, entreaty in behalf of another. The act of mediating between two parties for the purpose of affecting or reconciliation. And we have some examples laid out here of the intercession of Christ and the intercession of men and of the Holy Ghost. Uh, oh, we rely too much on feelings, saints. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, uh, you can't afford to let your feelings drive what you do with God. Because one day you're going to feel up and the next day you feel down. <laughs> one week you'll be feeling high on the cloud nine. And here come the next few days uh, you'll be down in the dumps. You can't afford to go off of feelings. That's why prayer is the key to your deliverance. Uh, and prayer got to have faith to unlock the door. Oh, we got to believe in what we asking for. Oh, it's not just enough for us to offer words, uh, but you got to actually have faith uh, in order for it to go up uh, and reach God. Uh, because God honors faith. Woo, my God. Uh, and he delights in answering our prayers. Uh, the Bible says before we call, uh, he already has an answer. Uh, I'm glad I serve a God uh, that before I even call on him, uh, he already has an answer for my deliverer. Uh, honey, whatever you're going through and whatever challenges uh, that you face uh, and everything uh, that's coming down the pike, God already has an answer. He's not asleep. The Bible says that our God neither slumber nor sleep. Oh my God, the God that we serve, he's full aware of everything going on at the same time. Nothing gets past his eye his vision, honey. All you got to do is open your mouth and cry out to him. He said the righteous cry and I hear you. Woo! Oh my God, when the righteous cry, God stands at attention. Oh, he said, I hear the cries of my people down in Egypt. He said, I hear the cries of my people. And he hears you, honey. Just open your mouth and cry out. Oh my God. So intercession has a ministry. And intercessors uh, have to be committed to prayer. Huh? Uh, they got to pray faithfully. Huh? So everybody is not designed for intercession. Well, because fuck, I'm here to tell you today, God ain't calling nothing lazy. If you ain't faithful, you ain't cut out for that. You ain't cut out for intercession. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's labor, honey. Intercession is work before God. Huh? That means you got to take out time and set aside with God with nothing but prayer. <laughs> and he ain't going to pick up and use nobody in intercession full of pride. You, you forget about it. Huh? So you can go around and brag and boast, I prayed. And I got a prayer through. 
I prayed for you, and that's the reason why you. Huh? God ain't picking up nobody, huh, so you can steal his glory. So you can make it seem like to the people that it was because of you. No, you just a vessel, honey. You ain't did nothing, huh? But reach out to God, and it was God's choice to answer prayer. Mm-hmm. So it's a commitment. And the problem is with this present day church is we lack commitment. Huh? That's why God is sparingly having to pick up folks and use them in this type of ministry. Because we lack commitment. We lack dedication. We want to do it when we feel like doing it. <laughs> That's not the office and ministry of an intercessor. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Anything that God calls in ministry, he requires dedication. He, does, he demands uh, commitment. And if you're not going to be committed, God ain't going to use you. Just going to tell you like it is. Huh? Yeah, you can be called. God called a whole lot of folk. Hmm? Many are called. Is what the Bible said. But there are few that are chosen. I hope that you're striving to be chosen of God and not just the called. Huh? Because when we look at the effects of prayer ministry, when you look at women in the Bible like Hannah, what Hannah was doing was intercession. Hannah was in the church every day. <laughs> she was dedicated to laying out before God in prayer. She prayed so fervently because the book of James says the effectual fervent prayers of the what righteous avail much. She fervently prayed before God. She took what she was doing serious. And she did it consistently <laughs> to the point to where God honored her prayers. Ooh. Are we praying consistently and fervently and effectually enough that God is paying attention? Intercession gets an audience with God. Huh? When the deaconette brought up the point about Abraham, Abraham had an audience with God. Huh? He didn't entertain any and everybody. Huh? Don't you know it was some other men around Abraham that were saved? Huh? There were ministers before the Lord, but God paid attention to Abraham. Huh? Because of his dedication. And his commitment to God. He had an audience with God that God talked with him and allowed him to enter into his presence. Mm -hmm. Moses interceded on behalf of the nation of Israel because he had an audience with God. Huh? Moses had such an audience with God, the Bible says that he talked with him face to face. Hmm? You talk with everybody else face to face. But he dealt with Moses that way. You can have such a special and unique relationship with God that he pays attention to you before you can finish uttering out your sentence. Ooh. 
God, saints. We should long and desire to have that closeness with God that before we even finish speaking, that God already answered. Whoop, my God. So not only does intercessory prayer ministry involve commitment, but you got to embrace the way that God deals with you. Because everybody prays differently. Amen. Everybody doesn't have the same prayer style. Huh? And so you can't try to emulate somebody else's prayer style. Huh? You got to let God deal with you and your personality and the way you are wired. Because everybody is wired differently. Huh? And you trying to flow in somebody else's style ain't going to flow. I'm here to tell you, you got to let God be in you. Huh? You have got to develop your own prayer style. You've got to develop your own prayer language. And you've got to allow the Holy Ghost to lead you in what to pray for and how to pray for it. Huh? See, we going off of our feelings and our emotions too often in prayer. When your feelings and emotions need to get out of the way, we are supposed to be what? Led by the Spirit, taught by the Spirit of God, huh? And the Spirit of God should actually start taking over more of our prayer. If all you hear is you, for the whole hour or however long you praying, something is wrong. The Holy Ghost should have intercepted at some point. Huh? Come on here. What is it that the Holy Ghost is unctioning us to pray for? Huh? The Holy Ghost gives clear direction, saints. We're not wandering around like blind men seeking sight. The Holy Ghost opens up our eyes and it gives us clarity and it gives us vision. It gives us an unction down on the inside because we don't know the natural man what to pray for as we ought. But it takes the Holy Ghost huh, to give us that clarity. To give us direction and to give us understanding. So intercessors have to rely on the Holy Ghost. When you rely on the Holy Ghost, you got to stay fine-tuned to what God is saying. Because you may be thinking one thing when it's time to pray. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost say, no, no, no. We're going to pray for this today. Huh? It's not all about you. It's not about what you want and what you thinking and how you feeling. I feel in my spirit. Oh, you do? Huh? Well, that's the problem because the church is carnal. That's, that's the problem right there. Huh? When you need to get out of you and get in the vein of the Holy Ghost. 
What is the Holy Ghost saying? Oh, tune your ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Because there's a whole lot of things that need to be prayed for. Besides our selfish ambition, our own goals and our own dreams. Oh, because we have some crazy goals and crazy lofty dreams that ain't got nothing to do with the kingdom. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so you want to be an intercessor. You think you cut out for intercessory. Hmm. I doubt it. We can't even pray consistently for one hour. Huh? Without falling asleep, losing attention. We can't even stay focused for 20 minutes. Huh? You can watch the clock in prayer meeting. Can't even keep up focus in prayer. Hmm? But we want to be intercessors, mother. We think God is going to pick us up to stand in the gap for the nation. Huh? And we've fallen asleep on prayer mats. Huh? <laughs> so not everybody has that unique type of gift. It's a unique gift of prayer. It's not just no ordinary prayer, saints. In a session involves a war language. <laughs> Intercessory prayer, it calls on God to intercede for the nation. How many folks is praying for the nation? We praying for stimulus checks, but we ain't praying for the nation. Hmm? Because we carnal. That's all we think about is money. Carnal. When we need to be praying for the well-being of the nation because you live here, don't you? You are part of the United States, ain't you? Huh? This is your country, my country, tears of thee, sweet land of liberty. Huh? You pop your fireworks on the fourth, you live here, don't you? Huh? In the United States, it's your country. Huh? Your family live here. Your countrymen are here. Huh? This is where God put you, ain't it? Then you have an obligation, prayer warriors, to pray, pray on the behalf of the nation. Who is your country? Huh? Why wouldn't you pray for your country? Huh? Even with all of the destruction and the evil that's going on, they steal your people. Oh, they steal your people. Huh? And God is looking for some saints to stand up and rise up uh, and cry out on the behalf of the people so that he can hear and he can intervene. Well, we got folks playing with it, playing with it, not taking it serious. <laughs> Don't you realize that you can be the part of a great move of God? Huh? Prayer, intercessory prayer, it sparks revival, saints. When you read down through the scriptures in history of time and how God picked up men and women of old and used them when they started out with prayer. Oh, my God. And it sparked a whole change of nations. Oh, my God. It causes hearts to turn back to God. And God chose to move. 
in a mighty way. Uh, and it all started with what? Prayer. So we're going to have to take prayer a lot more serious than what we do. Huh? Now, some intercessors have a time that they pray. They have a structured time. They pray at regular times of the day. At 12 noon or 2 o'clock or 6 in the morning, whatever their set time is, that is their time to pray. The Bible talked about Daniel and how he had a set time to pray. And you best believe Daniel didn't let nobody stop him from praying. Huh? You read it in the scripture. Huh? He opened up his window. He set his face to God. And he dedicated a set time. To pray to God every day. <laughs> he didn't play with it. Because he was dedicated. Huh? Committed to God. Then there's other times where there is the unstructured time. Where there's not a set time. But the Holy Ghost in the intercessor causes them to drop whatever they're doing and start praying. You got to have a burden for intercessory prayer. And the problem is, Minister Coco, the folks have no burden. You got to sense a burden in your spirit to be able to pray from the Holy Ghost. When there is danger around and you sense in the spirit that there's strongholds that's holding up stuff in the atmosphere. That's where intercessors step up. Because uh, they feel by the functioning of the Holy Ghost uh, that something is captivating uh, the atmosphere and they go to war in prayer. Because the enemy got stuff locked up. <laughs> oh, it's always something going on above your head, uh, but we're not paying attention. Uh, we're not tuning our spiritual eye and our spiritual ear to know that there is oppression in the atmosphere. There's a heavy weight uh, uh, that's being put on the church and the saints of God. Uh, he can't stop God, but he's going to do everything he can to stop you. Uh, he don't want you to get in tune with God. Uh, he don't want you to have right fellowship with God. Uh, he don't want you to have an audience with God. Oh my God. So he going to do everything. All to put pit traps and falling before you. That's why you got to be in tune with prayer. Because there's always a spirit of hindrance. Intercessors, God have given them the ability to cut through. Huh? To slice through the atmosphere. Huh? To get in touch with God. Huh? Oh my God. Huh? To beat back huh? the hordes of hell. Huh? And the spirit of oppression. And the spirit of hindrance. Because the enemy has come to hinder you. Paul. I believe he was talking with Timothy. Said, I would have came sooner, but the devil hindered us. Huh? He recognized the attack of the enemy. You got to be able to recognize the attack of the enemy because he desires to do what? Shift you as wheat. 
But Jesus said, now, Peter, I prayed for you. Huh? Because he was a perfect example of an intercessor. I prayed for you that your what? Your faith fail not. We got a whole lot that we need to be praying for, saints, besides a car, a chicken, and a house, and a stimulus check. You need a whole lot more than that, honey. <laughs> you better be praying that your faith don't fail you in 2021. <laughs> you better pray that you be rooted and grounded in the faith. <laughs> honey, <laughs> let me tell you. You got a whole lot to be praying for. The whole atmosphere that you work in, the whole atmosphere that you live in, that you sleep in, uh, all of those that are around you that God done placed in your pathway, the families that you have, uh, you got a whole lot to be praying for and concerned about than just your selfish self. Because we're just selfish. <laughs> you can tell how we pray. We're just selfish. Huh? Yes, you need to pray for you. Yes, you got to focus on you. But there are times when God is calling for more. You think God allowed people to come in and out of your life for nothing? You don't ever witness to them? You don't pray for them? If a name drop in your spirit, you mean to tell me the Holy Ghost don't drop names in your spirit? Huh? The Holy Ghost don't put people on your heart and in your mind. You don't pick up the phone and call and just check on somebody and pray in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, God. And the Holy Ghost will start ministering. Huh? Mother can testify about times the Holy Ghost ministered her while she was at home, woke her up. She had to get up and pray and even had to go and travel to go to folks' house and pray. That's the move of the Holy Ghost. Huh? The move of the Holy Ghost will inspire you. <laughs> to get out of your little comfort zone, out of our little four walls. It reaches far beyond where we are, saints. How many ever felt led to go and pray for somebody? Hmm? People say, pray for me. Do we take that serious? Have we ever thought about that may actually, God may be sending them to you? Huh? And it's not a thing that we got to get blowed up and pride about and get our head on swole. But if God is picking you up to use you in that moment, in that hour, in this season, then you need to be in position for God to use you. Because there's people out there that are hurting. People are struggling. Everybody has a struggle. Everybody is going through a fight. Everybody is going through a battle. Everybody is going through something. And we got to pray earnestly, fervently, with some fire and compassion and conviction. And hopes that we get an audience with God. Because all prayers, all types of intercessory prayers are valuable. They're needful. We talk about Jesus being the best intercessor. 
Intercessory prayer has a way of working miracles. Bringing about breakthrough. Breaking off chains and shackles. Oh my God, when you read in the book of Hebrews about Jesus being our high priest. Ooh, my God, uh, he forever maketh intercession. And you better thank God that Jesus is making intercession for you right now. You better thank and praise God uh, that you got a faithful high priest. He's going to God on our behalf uh, in the ministry of reconciliation. I uh, wanted to read a few scriptures. First John, the second chapter. Starting at verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. That's first and foremost. And if any man sin, we have a what? An advocate. Huh? That's what intercessory does. It advocates on the behalf of someone else. With the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So that scripture is telling you who the Father is, is Jesus. He is the propitiation for our sins. And not only for ours only, but also the sins of the whole world. You hear that? And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Ah. So Jesus Christ is the perfect example of an advocate. And you were put here to be an advocate, huh? A representative and an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hebrews, the seventh chapter, verse 21, and I believe... Deaconette hit this as well. For those priests were made without an oath. But this with an oath by him and said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continued forever, talking about Jesus, he don't stop, huh? Because we slacking and we don't step up and we don't do what we supposed to do, that don't mean Jesus stopped. He had an unchangeable priesthood. You hear that? Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing that he liveth, to make what? Intercession for them. Hmm? Such a high priest became us. Who is what? He's holy. He's harmless. He's undefiled. So intercessors got to live a holy lifestyle. Your hands got to be clean. Your heart got to be pure. You got to be set aside. It be me for the master use. How you think you're going to 
don't get a prayer through when you got blood on your hands. You done slayed your brothers and your sisters. Uh, and you done sowed discord among the brethren. Uh, and you've been lying and cheating. Uh, oh my God. Uh, your hands got to be clean, honey. Harmless. Undefiled. You got to be sanctified. Separate from sinners. Ooh. I mean, you got to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not clean. Well, that's, that's what the scripture is saying. Separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens. That's what Jesus is. Huh? He's high above everything. Who needeth not daily as those high priests. See the high priests had to go daily. <laughs> to offer up a sacrifice. First they had to offer it up for their own sin. Then they had to offer it for the sins of the people. They had to go through all of this rigorous ceremonial. Huh? Dissertation in order to please God. <laughs> But then for the peoples, for this he did once. Jesus did it one time. He died one time. And that was enough for the sacrifice that was required. Jesus done died one time and he ain't dying no more. When he offered up himself, that was enough. It was settled and it was finished. <laughs> you better thank God for the sacrifice of Jesus' body and blood because now you can come to church and you don't have to bring a bull. You don't have to bring a goat. You don't have to bring a pigeon dove. You can just get in the shower, take your bath, put your clothes on, and drive here. And, and it's a struggle for us to do that. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son, who is the son? Jesus, who is consecrated forevermore. <laughs> he didn't need the oil because he is the oil. <laughs> he didn't need the candlestick because he is the candlestick. <laughs> oh, he didn't need the altar. You do. Because <laughs> he is the brazen altar. <laughs> you better thank God for Jesus huh? because he gave you access. Huh? Oh, my God, the veil was rent. Huh? And it gave you access to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace huh? that you may obtain help and to find mercy and grace in the time of need. That was the only way you were able to come boldly. Because of the high priest, Jesus Christ. So you better take full advantage of praying at the altar. You better take full advantage of being able to approach God at his altar. You need help, honey. You need to come to the throne of grace. Worrying about what folks think of you. They need to be up here with you. Huh? 
sitting back there and you know you need some help. You know you need some prayer. And the pastor is who God has put over the flock as an intercessor. The pastor flows in the ministry of intercession because he can get an answer directly hot off the press. And y'all don't take advantage of it. God done put the tools in the church to help the church to stand, to help the church be strong, to get encouragement, to build your faith, to bring you out. Deliverance and change, shackles and chains that fall off of you. Oh my God, the manifestations of miracles, but we won't take advantage of it. Because God pick up men and women to move through. Faithful, dedicated, consecrated men and women. And you got a man of God that labors in prayer. Huh? That calls out names. That allows the Holy Ghost to give him unction. Huh? In areas that need to be prayed for. And not just for this ministry, but ministries near and far all over the world. Jew and Gentile. Huh? People we never seen, never met before. But we have an obligation as a part of the body of believers to pray for all men. Not just our picks and chooses. It's a problem. We got too many picks and chooses. Huh? Who we want to talk to God about? Huh? We'll talk to God about just your knuckleheaded folks. Uh, to, uh, pray to God for somebody else's family. Somebody else's house. Because when trouble leave their house, honey, it's coming knocking at your door. And we should feel led to pray for a whole lot more than what we're praying for. There should be a burden for the nation, for the people, for our local churches. There should be a burden of prayer yearning in the heart and the sin of our spirit of the intercessor. Because we realize the picture is bigger than us. It's bigger than us. Huh? When you intercede for all men, that means I pray for you and you praying for me because we in this what? Together? Hmm? God wills for all men to be saved. It's impossible for us to pray in the spirit with prejudice. Huh? Reason why we can't get prayers through like we should, we got too much junk in here. Hmm? Prejudice folk think they're going to have an audience with God. Where do you think you're going? Huh? We got so much prejudice attitudes, it's blowing my mind. But God is revealing it. Huh? You done heard about all these folks that's supposed to be saved, so prejudiced. It, it's it's mind-blowing. <laughs> but we so saved, ain't nobody saved like us. Huh? Crazy. How can we get a prayer through, huh? With all 
this envy and all this jealousy and all this division amongst the people. The church ain't supposed to be divided. It's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's one God in you all, above you all, and working through. And if the body get on one accord, it ain't nothing that can stop us. You hear me? When we all get unified with God's will, when we get unified with what God won't done, it ain't nothing that can stop us. You hear me? But the problem is the lack of unity. Huh? Can't get along. This church can't get along with that church. And your flock can't get along with this flock. And oh, we bickering and arguing. We fussing and fighting. What you fussing and fighting for? You ain't got nothing that belongs to God. Huh? We got all of this discord and all of this division. My church, many of your church, we flowing like this. Y'all ain't got, we got right now. I thought when one have, everybody's supposed to have. Huh? Ain't no one preacher better than the other. We preaching the same word. And we think that we're going to have an audience with God. Huh? We ain't no better than nobody else, Mercy Ministry. Let me be the first to tell you. You ain't the only one serving God. There's some folks out there that ain't even bowed a knee to another God. You hear me? They ain't even kissed another God. <laughs> and we're playing with it. church. Huh? What? <laughs> what? Foolishness, and that's why God is backed up. You notice that? Huh? When you first got saved, Coco, and the power of God was flowing in the church, Tina, you witnessed all the saints that's been in the church for a few days. You remember the power and the glory that was present in the church because folks was real and dedicated to being saved. They was humble and meek in their spirit. But now it's so much pride. It's so much pride. So much loftiness. We more concerned about being promoted and elevated and about positions uh, to being in right standing with God. And the power of God done done what? It's not even close to where it was when you first got saved. Not even close. The problem ain't with God. The problem is with us. The problem was with the people. Huh? Mother, there were times when the power of God would come in so strong. In the sanctuary. I remember as a kid going to the Pentecostal churches and the power of God would go. It would be so heavy, all I could do was lay down I'm serious. It was that strong where God was actually paying attention, where God actually entertained the saints with his glory. Huh? Now, you're 
you got to sing 10, you got to sing 10 songs, you got to pray five or six times, you got to beg and plead. In order for a little spark of a fire. The problem ain't with God. The problem is with us. We have drifted so far. And we can't even see ourselves. You should be able to see you. Prayer allows you to see you. Not about everybody else's issues and problems, honey. God deals with you first. <laughs> huh? When you get into God's presence and you begin to pray, God deals with you You need to get all the dead cats off the line before you call yourself trying to pray for somebody else. You got to handle your business. I tell my kids all the time, you handle your business. Huh? You got to get your business straight like the old folks used to say. And the problem is we ain't getting our business straight. And we walking around like we got it all made in the shade and we got it all together. And you ain't got nothing together. We walking around like we ain't got to repent every day. Honey, you need to repent every day. If you think you didn't do nothing, you need to repent right there. You thought you didn't do nothing. You need to repent anyway. God, I'm sorry. Huh? My attitude was wrong. Huh? You didn't have to go out there and commit adultery, but your attitude can separate you from God. Huh? You didn't have to be drinking and smoking to disappoint God to, and fall out of a, ooh, the evil in our heart. The heart of the church is sick uh, and it's polluted. Uh, we don't let too much stuff vex our spirit uh, and pollute our spirit uh, to the point we're so heavy and weighted down and burning down uh, that we can't go to God uh, with our head up, uh, walking before God and say, God, here I am. Uh, God, clean me, wash me, sanctify me, created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. My spirit doesn't get polluted. Take the filth and the trash and the junk out of my spirit. Wash my hands. Clean my heart. Because we don't let too many folks affect us. Instead of the church being effective, you don't let the world affect you. <laughs> oh my God. There has got to be an inward pull. There has got to be a pull to be in the presence of God. Because we should long to be in tune with him. To hear him talk. You can't hear God clearly. You can't hear him talk when you got all these other voices speaking in your ear. You entertain it too much. You listening it too much. Instead of cutting some stuff off. Blocking stuff and turning stuff off. And get into the presence. 
that's the only way he can teach you. That's the only way he can reveal things to you. If you get in his presence. Because the Holy Ghost is your teacher. It brings all things to your remembrance. It instructs you. It shows light on your condition. Woo! And we don't want to know our own condition. We love to point fingers at everybody else. But the Holy Ghost, he tells you about your condition. Huh? About your crookedness. That hook and crook that's still left in you. Huh? That stuff, huh? That foul language that you keep letting coming up here. Huh? That slickness and that slidness that you got. That slick Sally spirit. You, it's still in there, huh? You need God to deal with it. Huh? Uh, that lying Peter spirit. Huh? Oh, yes. Huh? Running from the call. Running from your duty. Huh? Oh, it's still in there. You runner. Huh? You renegade. Huh? Being rebellious and stiff neck. Yeah, that stiff neck you got. Huh? It's still in there. Huh? Oh, we try to doctor it up and pretty it up. Huh? And put a facade in front of people. Like we got everything together. Oh honey, let me tell you something. You need God to deal with you and work with you every day. Because you ain't all so together as you think you are. And let the right trial hit you, honey. Let the right trial come your way. Jesus, uh, to make you cry, uh, uh. The prayers got already be stored up, honey. Let me tell you, when you get so low down sick and so down desperate, uh, when you can't get a prayer through, honey, you got to have the prayer stored up. You better spend time with God while you got your health, your strength, your mind. You able to talk because it'll be a day, saints, uh, when we all in this room may not be able to utter a mumbling word. Mother told you she didn't already did it. But mother spends time in prayer. Huh? Dedicated. Committed to the ministry of prayer and intercession. Huh? It makes a difference. <laughs> oh my God. Because you sing songs, somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. They took the time to pray for me. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. My mother prayed for me. You thought it was just your prayer. She had me on her mind. She took the time to pray for me. And I'm so glad she prayed, Tina. I'm so glad she prayed. I'm so glad she prayed for me. 
But see, the mothers didn't play with it because they knew it was crucial that they get in touch with God on the behalf of their knucklehead children because we was in the summer of everything and we was going around like we were big and bad and bold acting like we didn't have no sense. We was raised better. We knew better. But we still was what in sin. But their mothers and fathers, they petitioned God. They cried out to God. They took prayer serious. They set aside time to moan before the Lord. We don't forget the art of moaning before the Lord because our spirit ain't involved with kind of. You hung around old folks long enough. Old saints, they didn't have a lot of education, but they had faith. They didn't have a lot of money, mother. They had to work out in the fields and they had to sweat and labor. Huh? They didn't have the luxury of having these nice air-conditioned jobs. Uh, uh, being able to get overtime and under time and getting pay raises. Uh, they had to work for pennies and shackles. Uh, had to get the leftovers of food, the scraps. Uh, they was excluded. Uh, oh my God, but they had Jesus. <laughs> they had Jesus. And they were some of the most powerful people walking the face of the planet. At any given moment, they could get a prayer through. Oh, my God. The men and women were strong in faith. They were strong in power. Oh, my God. Miracles was being wrought. They could lay hands on the sick in their own house and they shall recover. They would cast out demons. They could pierce through the atmosphere and get in tune with heaven. Oh, my God. But we can't get in touch with AT&T, let alone God. The old church was rich in faith and power because they took in a session prayer serious. Huh? They ran to the house of God to pray. They asked a preacher to open a door so we can pray. They didn't have the luxury of having keys to the church. Oops. Huh? Oh, no. Y'all didn't grow up in churches like that? It was only a few people. It was the pastor, maybe, and the deacon. All these other folks floating around in the congregation got keys to the church. To be able to come and go freely, be able to come in the church and pray, See God cry out before God. Get in tune with God by yourself. Y'all don't like that. By yourself. With nobody around. No interruptions. No noise. We got so much noise in the atmosphere now. It's a miracle we can hear anything. The atmosphere is so noisy now. Everybody just love to turn up the TV full blast, turn up the radio full blast. It's so much loudness and lewdness. It's up to the saints to intercept all this noise and all this garbage and all this stuff that's going on in the atmosphere. That's what you were put here for. You were put here to be the difference. You were put here to make a difference in your generation. 
this nation. Huh? You keep being the light. Huh? When everybody else around you is dark. Huh? You be the standard for the family. You be the one that goes to God. And God says, here I am. Huh? How many times do we go to God in prayer and he say, here I am. How many times have you gone to God and he said, don't worry about it. You should be able to hear God say something. You shouldn't be the only one talking. What has God told you lately in prayer? What did he reveal to you? What instruction did he give to you? The Holy Ghost is always handing out instructions. Y'all act like the Holy Ghost don't do nothing. Huh? Oh, the beautiful work of intercession. There are so many different directions you can go with this. But I'm going to drop it and we're going to take up our Sunday school offering. Hope you got something out of the lesson. Amen.